Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. Hi, peeps. So excited to have you back listening to us today. I'm so glad you're not tired of us yet. (laughs) (laughs) They're still coming back. They're still coming back. Well, I have the honor of introducing our guest today. Um, So ironically, I found Caitlin through the freedom movement. And um, I don't know about some some of you out there, but uh, I started feeling very depressed and just anxious over all of this shelter in place and COVID and all this stuff. And um, one of the things that happened is it brings up a lot of past issues that I thought I had healed, but it started, they started bubbling up to the surface again. So I reached out, Caitlin was offering a class and uh, I just want to introduce her. Caitlin McCarty is an associate therapist in Orange County on staff with the nonprofit organization Freedom Movement. And Freedom Movement works towards creating safe, spaces that foster healing, hope, and the courage to love who God created you to be. Caitlin sees her work at Freedom Movement as carrying an extension of this heartbeat, creating spaces for the individual to explore her own story and heart in a way that brings understanding and growth. She comes to the Freedom Movement staff with over 15 years of experience in ministry. Caitlin has been married for 17 years and has four daughters. Ooh, ooh, I only have two and I can barely handle them. So. I'm tired already. <laughs> ranging from the age of 14 to three. She has a, a BS in psychology and from Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, and a master's degree in marriage and family therapy from Fresno Pacific Biblical Seminary. Caitlin, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Yes, we're so glad you're here. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, as I said, I I found Caitlin. I uh, took a a course with another little smaller group of women this last month. And, um, You know, she has just helped me so much to learn some great things to really calm myself, ground myself, and also know who I am in God. And so um, I talked to Rhonda and I said, I think I want her to come on because I, especially with all the craziness that's going on in the world right now, people are tense. And I would imagine that there's a lot of um, things bubbling up for them that they Mm -hmm. don't know where to place it. And I'm just curious um, for you, Caitlin, like what drew you to be a therapist in this area of expertise? You know, I think I've always been somewhat of a helper personality. Mm. And so that's probably what initially drew me. But as I began to get opportunities to set one-on-one with people, I found that there's something really secret that happens when you get a chance to make space for somebody else and really hear their heart 
mm-hmm. and maybe even be invited into some of those deep places of their lives or their heart. And to me, that's really sacred. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of my most favorite spaces to be in. So that's really what wow. drew me to continue the process of becoming a therapist. So do, can I ask you, when you said helper, are you, do you do the, have you done an Enneagram before? Yes. Are you a yes. two? I'm a two. I'm a two. <laughs> no wonder I love you already. No, I'm a two too. And I am also a counselor. So it's funny because I was like, when you said that, I'm like, I bet she's a two. She started flashing I, the I started peace flashing sign at two. me. I'm like, she's a two. She's a two. Uh, Fellow twos. So as you can tell, one of the things I love about Caitlin is her voice. Yeah. It's so soothing. It's like a warm hug. Right. <laughs> like I, I love your voice so much. Um, but anyway, I have, um, I just, uh, was thinking like, have you seen any differences in behavior or thoughts since you first started your practice to like what people are going through right now? Or is it kind of just the same? You know, I, I probably could talk a really long time on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just constantly changing. Oh. Um, I think that, um, well, I think about, so I, when I first went to seminary um, to become a therapist, I was in my early 20s, mm-hmm. and I thought I had a lot of things figured out, <laughs> put things in the boxes, and yeah. thought, yeah, that, that looks like it all fits right, Yeah. and I would say, you know, the last however many years that's been, has been um, really unpacking a lot of that, and um and instead of keeping things in tight boxes, um, having to just keep expanding and keep being stretched. Mm. And um, I'm just really not who I was when I started. Yeah. But um, I'm thankful for that as much as it's come through challenge and pain. Mm. And I would definitely say that relationships have been the thing that's grown me most, especially being in relationships where I didn't know what it looked like initially to partner with that person. Maybe Mm. their story was so different um, from me or the challenges that they faced, I didn't know what it would look like to be helpful. Um, So having to really grow and stretch in order to come alongside that person, I would say that's really been the thing that has grown me the most. Yeah, no, that's good. It's so funny how you think you have your whole life figured out at 22, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't. And then you think you've got to figure it out at 42, and then yeah. you're like, no, I still don't. <laughs> still don't. And you still don't at 68 yeah. or so. It's all good. Um, I think, yes, now at 40, I think I'm holding it a little bit more loosely. Like, I probably don't get a lot of things. And, oh. And, you know, um, I, there's this guy, James Finley, Dr. James Finley, um, a psychologist and contemplative thinker that I really respect and I heard him say one time there's always going to be a part of us that doesn't get it yeah Yeah. could we be compassionate to that part of ourselves Mm. and I really appreciated it because at the end of the day as I lie in bed sometimes I'm like yeah that part of me just didn't get it or still doesn't get it Mm -hmm. or I might look back and realize there was that part of me that didn't get it and and can I be okay with that? Maybe extend some compassion to that part. Yeah, yeah and I think, good. too, is like, you know, as being a therapist, 
I'm sure there's a part of you because I, I know I feel like this sometimes. Like I feel like, well, you know, I learned all these things that I'm supposed to know to do and I don't do them very well. And yet I'm giving people advice about it. <laughs> um, you know, so there is yeah, a, there is a yeah. piece of you that becomes very like hard on yourself, like too hard on yourself because you feel like, well, I should know this and I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That's just how I feel. <laughs> I, I think one of the, yeah, it's always easy to be, easy to be hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I was going to say, I think one of the sweetest things you said during one of our sessions was to just be kind to yourself. And I thought, oh, you're so right. Like we're our worst enemies sometimes where, you know, we say one thing wrong or we do something that, you know, our kids call us out on or whatever. And we just start beating ourselves up because we just think like, oh, I still don't have it. Like, I just don't get it. And I'm finding the older I get that it's okay not to get it all the time. You don't have to, and I don't need to have an answer or explain everything um, away. So, um, but I always think I'm so open to learning more, and that's why I think, you know, the therapy thing was so important to just uh, be able to be kind to myself to say, you know what, I'm not feeling a hundred percent right now. I need somebody to come alongside me and help me with these feelings. And so that was a great thing to be able to do with you. Um, and one of the things that I was so interested, it's really, I'm, I'm using, (laughs) I'm using some of the techniques is, um, things that people can do to ground themselves. And I know Caitlin, you went through like some different deep breathing things. Um, we breathed in our favorite oils or like a candle Mm -hmm. or whatever, um, gave you a sense of, I think just going into a tactile thing of like refocusing where your brain was Mm -hmm. and that just really helped. And, um, and counting and, and different prayers. So can you talk a little bit about some of the grounding things that you like to do for your clients? Sure. And I also have to share with you both that, um, and with the listeners, um, the irony of as I was preparing for this and I'm trying to think through, you know, what are some of, you know, some of these main peace practices that I would call them. Mm-hmm. And um, in the in the room, my little three-year-old comes in um, watching YouTube and has it up really loud. And then all of a sudden, my 14-year-old out in the living room turns on her music and it's just blaring. And I thought, okay, well, boy, I, I might just take a couple deep breaths. There's no peace for you. for myself. I love it. Yeah, the truth. It's like hard to get away. It's hard to think. You can't even hear your own thoughts because when you have a room full of yes, children, it's really I hard. I believe the timing of it. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, can I tell you this, Caitlin? No. Just take a deep breath. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Oh, that's funny. Can we all do that together? Yes. Yeah, Let's just take yeah. a deep it's breath. One deep breath. <sighs> okay. <laughs> We're ready. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, um... So I do, um, I think, I think there's two ideas that feel really important, um, to start with when we talk about maybe even why we need breathing and why we need grounding. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would see what I want to share with you all today as a little bit of the groundwork of basically what we want to do with unwanted emotion. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a lot we want to continue to build as we journey through the process of what do we do with our feelings? What do we do with unwanted emotions? But I wanted to share with you a little bit about how I see some helpful things to start the journey or to maybe remind yourself of in the journey. Mm-hmm. And so the first one um, that I'm pretty sure I shared with you, Phyllis, is the idea that emotions often hit like a wave. Mm-hmm. And I like that wave analogy. Yes, the idea too. that they come, um, they flip us upside down, start to toss us around a bit, and we almost feel like, will I surface from this? This mm-hmm. almost feels um, unbearable, whether that be the fear or anger or panic or grief. But then feelings do subside they do recede Mm -hmm. and um, I find that to be helpful because when that initial hit comes it's very disorienting Mm. yeah yeah that's a good point it's all you can think about is that initial hit and then you're not thinking clearly so yeah and I think that's one thing that I've I've learned too because I used to be very reactionary when things would happen and I've learned to like have to sit back for a minute and go okay I'm going to think this through and I mean it's really helped me especially like at work because that was probably my if you had to say you know they ask you like what's one thing you can improve on I would that would be like the first thing that I would have said would would be well I can tend to be reactionary Mm -hmm. um but noticing that I'm able to kind of step back and go okay hold on before I respond to this email (laughs) in the way I want to respond, I'm going to think it all the way through. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's very true. And you had talked about, um, that's so true. you had talked about before, uh, that there was the, the fight or flight or the shutdown mm-hmm. and there's that space in between. Yeah. Right. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So when that wave hits and we get confronted with some sort of overwhelming or unwanted emotion, there's really a sense of um, our body's reactivity Mm -hmm. to it. And so part of how our body responds is moving into a fight or flight type mode. Mm -hmm. And often what that looks like is the blood rushing out of our brain to move into our limbs so that we can react so that we can run or hide or fight which is super helpful in a dark alley right in danger not Not so helpful in an office setting (laughs) and not so helpful with your husband Right, but how often are we finding ourselves in that spot Um, and the other thing that happens is when we're in that state oftentimes emotions jump into the driver's seat Mm -hmm. and they say you know what i'm gonna go ahead and um chart out the path for Mm -hmm. us but that reactivity usually drives us to not super helpful places Mm -hmm. and there's something that my therapist always said to me and that was that feelings are meant to be soothed and not solved. Ooh, I like I that. Yeah. Ooh, I really like that. <laughs> feelings are meant to be soothed, soothed not, not solved. solved. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think, I think too. We usually have a. No, go ahead. We, we usually have a system in place to try and solve our feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I and that's I was, that reactivity. Yeah, I was just going to say I think too in a you know in a husband wife relationship or in a relationship a lot of times you know that's why they say like I tell my husband like I'm not asking you to solve it <laughs> like yeah. I just want you to hear it right. and so I do think that that's a place that people can easily go to with trying to solve how they're feeling right at that moment instead of feeling it and walking through it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you mentioned the breathing, yeah, which, um, is one of the practices that can be just a great start when we find ourselves overcome with an unwanted emotion. And, um, And there's a couple things that we notice that breathing can do in response to that fight or flight, Mm -hmm. Um, the, the blood rushing away from our brain. So when we breathe, when we take a deep breath, there's three things that it can do. One, it can invite oxygen back into your brain so that that blood flow can return, which gives you some new options to think things through, to maybe not have emotions be the only thing, as well as um, maybe just giving your body a little bit of room to calm down. So that second thing would be reassurance to your body. When you take the deep breath, it's saying, it's okay, body. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to fly out ahead of me in reactivity. And then the last thing is it creates a little bit of a pause that might make room for a new option or a new alternative, maybe different than that normal reaction you go for. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good stuff. I love it. I think right now, too, with, you know, with everything with COVID, um, I kind of get a sense that people are going to have when things and I, things probably will never be back to normal, but when they get a little bit more normal, we're going to have a lot of people out there that have like some PTSD from just mm-hmm. being inside the house for so long. I mean, are you seeing that um, right now with people that you're talking to, you know, them getting ready back to reenter into like real life? Um, what would you suggest as far as like one, as we're walking into this next part of the phase? Um, dealing with your emotions and feelings? Yeah, I think that for everyone, they're up against some really uniquely overwhelming things. And people have been impacted in a lot of different ways and in a lot of different areas of their life. They're also trying to partner with people in their homes that are struggling as well. Mm -hmm. So I think my biggest encouragement would be um, to be listening to yourself and seeing if you can make some room for yourself because so many of us, especially us moms, are creating Mm -hmm. a lot of space for others. And it's hard for us to then find any space for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if I would could even maybe walk you and your listeners through a breathing exercise right right yeah, now. Yes. To that. Let's do it. I'm ready. I know. I'm, I'm like, ready oh. for this. All right. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and just get comfortable. Maybe put some things down that are in your hand. And go ahead and close your eyes. And I want to invite you to take a deep inhale through your nose. And then you're going to hold it for a second. 
And then you're going to exhale. And as you continue to breathe, the deep inhale, the pause, and the exhale, I want you to imagine the air going all the way down into your stomach and back out. But I also want you, as you breathe, to maybe scan through your body. Notice if there's any areas of tension or heaviness. And as you do, I want you to think about what it looks like to make a little bit of room for yourself right now. And maybe notice and listen to what's going on inside of you. And if we could do that without that posture of judgment or of harsh critique, but rather as an observer and and with a desire to extend kindness, like Phyllis mentioned. So go ahead and take a couple more breaths and notice your body and maybe notice any feelings that might be stirring up and see if with your inhale you might be able to breathe in some kindness and with your exhale relieve or offer up some tension. There's also a meditation from Dr. James Finley that I mentioned prior where he's where he has us breathe in and I love you and breathe mm. out and I love you. Mm. And in that interchange, have a beautiful interchange with God um, and and let yourself be loved and held. So thank you for trying that out. And there's oh a goodness. couple different things I threw in there of some op- opportunities to include with our breathing. Okay, I'm going to just listen to that over and over and over. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my editor just put it on repeat for me. <laughs> so I think one of the things I notice when we do that breathing exercise and you talk about the body is like, so for me, I was instantly, my neck has been tense. Mm-hmm. And because I don't breathe through, yeah. it's just like my body's tense, right. my body's tense, right. and, and I'm doing that whole thing and just mm-hmm. doing the podcast. But as soon as you made me do that, it was like I released that pressure in my neck. Mm -hmm. And so um, Mm -hmm. I would really encourage people to like really breathe into that and figure out like where is your body hurting? Yeah. And just like you said, just give it some room and some space to think about it because we don't think about the pain in our body. We just keep going and doing so I love that exercise. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah. So. um, So I have a question for you. What are some things that help you? I know this morning you were like trying to find that quiet spot and then the kids. Um, But is there a particular thing that you use to calm yourself down, especially with having four kids and a husband and a practice? Like, do you um, do you carve out time for yourself to just uh, be alone? Um, And what kind of practices do you do? Yeah, I do the best. I I fight pretty hard to try to kind of carve out some alone spaces for myself. Mm -hmm. If I can get in nature and be by myself, Mm -hmm. I'm always surprised by how recharged um, an Mm -hmm. hour even can can bring me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would also say um, on the practical side, 
you know, this past year, I actually had two different circumstances where I received a phone call with some pretty tough news that really flipped me upside down. And ironically, when when one of these calls came last summer, my I just could not settle myself. Mm-hmm. It was really dysregulated. Um, just I was having a hard time moving out of a panic space and overwhelmed space. And so my husband actually said to me, "Don't you have some tools that you can come <laughs> and Initially, I was so mad about that. Right, you're like, don't yeah. tell me how to do that my job. That made you more tense, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But then, um, without telling him I was doing it, I actually thought, I do have a tool for this, and it's a, a grounding exercise. And, you know, it kind of fits with the wave analogy, the idea of when we're getting tossed about, mm-hmm. we don't feel grounded. We don't feel back in that centered place where we can be observant of ourselves and we can problem solve and we can kind of think about what's the next best thing to do. Mm-hmm. We're out of that space and we kind of need to return back to center. And so I initially always thought grounding exercises didn't seem very helpful, but when I tried them, especially in this moment, I was so surprised how I came down enough notches to be able to um, have some new options to move forward with myself and in my day. And the one that I use is just to, well, there's two I use. One is to pick a color. I usually pick red and I just point it out wherever I see it around me. Like I see red there, I see it there, it's on that flower, it's on that lamp, um, and I just point it out. Mm -hmm. And it engages another part of my brain and it also just grounds me to my present moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Phyllis, you had mentioned liking the five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I, yes. Please talk about that because that I love because it, it involved all five senses. And again, it takes the focus off of that wave of like that crazy emotion. It's it like it shifts you in all these different places so yeah. that suddenly you're not thinking it's like it does bring you back to center. So, yeah, talk about the five, four, three, two, one, because I loved that one. Yeah, so it's really simple, um, but surprisingly helpful. So it's taking your five senses. So the first thing you start with, and if you you change the order, totally fine. Mm -hmm. How I do it is first you notice five things you can see. And you can either say them aloud or, or really verbally kind of point them out in your head. I see, you know, a tree. I see a fence. And then you move into, and if you're listening, go ahead and just try this right where you are. Um, Four things that you can touch or feel. Three things that you can hear. And when you have to stop and listen, you kind of have to slow everything down a little bit. I'm hearing Rhonda's washer machine right now. We're multitasking over here. Somebody's doing laundry upstairs, and I can hear my husband just ruffling garbage cans. I'm like, people, I'm recording. So funny. And then the last thing is one thing you can taste. And what was number two? Just simple. Two was two things you can smell. Smell, that's what it was. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And really, with the breathing and with the grounding, what we're looking for is a little bit of space for calming down Mm -hmm. so that new options rather than our old reactivity Mm -hmm. are going to come into into the room with us Mm -hmm. so the last one you said one thing you can taste Mm -hmm. right so I know that's Phyllis's One favorite thing. thing. Yeah, she's probably like, like, I get chocolate now. <laughs> no, not chocolate. Gummy. 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 Gummies. Sour gummies all the time. We need to just set out five different Yeah. Things. I'm like, can we do five things we can taste? Yeah, I want, I want to start with five things I can taste, and then that will calm my mood. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so funny. So we have one last question, and it's our signature question we ask all our guests, and it is, what would you tell your 22-year-old self? You know, when we were first talking and and, you, and we were talking about being hard on ourselves, yeah. I think about how hard I was on myself mm. at 22. And I would often get stuck in a cycle of really beating myself up until I was just at such a low point that I had a hard time getting out of there. Mm. And um, I also had bought into a myth that I could somehow avoid making mistakes Mm. That I, if I beat myself up enough, maybe yeah. I could prevent myself from making a mistake uh, or that particular mistake again. Yeah. And um, I think that's something I would want to come alongside my 22-year-old self and say, hey, you're human. And that means that you're also limited and vulnerable and you make mistakes. And yeah. um, you can still be loved right there in that place of being human and making mistakes. And um, yeah, I think that's, mm, that's I really saying. good. Love that. Yeah. Love that. So where can we find you, Caitlin? Because I know people are probably going to be, yeah. <laughs> where can I get therapy from Caitlin? I'll be calling you right yeah. after this. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have her. She's mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, um, you know, Freedom Movement, I'm just all connected with Freedom Movement. So if you go to wearefreedommovement.org, you'll find me there. Freedom Movement's going to be offering up some webinars in July. I'm going to be one, I'm going to be doing one on um, easing relationship tension Mm. um, with kind of this cheeky title of no longer like the ones you love. (laughs) Um, Basically, (laughs) how how can we kind of ease some of that tension when we've been with these people and we're starting to notice stuff coming up with that? (laughs) These people that live with me. ah. (laughs) I didn't realize how annoying they were until we were in quarantine. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You just can't help it. It's hard. That's really hard. Um, and then, um, you know, I would I plan to offer another peace practices group. So if people want to email me, letting me know that they would like to build upon what I talked about today, mm-hmm. I'm happy to um, put them on the list for when I roll out the next peace peace practices group, which will probably be in the next couple months. Nice. That's awesome. Okay, I might have to join that. I need some peace practice. She'll make you cry. Oh, gosh. And I'm already a crier, so it's just going to be a hot mess. In a good way. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. That was like, I feel like I can really 
like take on the rest of this evening. So I'm like so good, good and all about it. So <laughs> thank you so much. And 24 Carat Tribe, thank you so much for joining us today. Go like, subscribe, and share. And make sure to review us because that is how we get seen. And we love you guys. And we just appreciate all your support. Follow us on 24 Carat Conversations podcast and on our Facebook group. And we want to remind you that we are doing a Bible study. Yes, we're doing with, the exchange. We're doing yeah. the exchange Bible July study. July 7th. Starting July 7th. So go register, get your link, get your book. We have a discount code there for you. And if you have any questions, you can always DM Phyllis mm-hmm. or I. And we're we'll more than happy to answer some questions yeah. for you. So until next time, 24 Carat Tribe, sparkle on. Bye, peace. Bye.